Assignment 9. Disability Categories of Physical, Health, and Related Low-Incidence Disabilities. This assignment will examine the characteristics and needs of students who have a physical, health, or related low-incidence disability. Definitions will be given, along with data on the prevalence of these disabilities and some of their causes. Other areas that will be reviewed include services for young children, issues around transitioning into adulthood, issues around family, diversity, and technology, and current issues in the field of physical and health disabilities. Chapter 13 addresses physical and other disabilities as well as health conditions. The terms disease or illness will be used throughout this assignment. It is critical to be mindful that the terms disease or illness apply only to health conditions, meaning the child is ill or has significant health needs that should be addressed. As you learned in the first assignments of this course, disability is not equated with illness or disease. Disability does not require a cure. Hence, it is important that we keep in mind that in this assignment, disease and illness apply only to the population of disabled children who have health needs that must be taken into consideration. In general, individuals with disabilities are only ill when they are sick, just like individuals without disabilities. Learning Objective 9-1. Recognize the disability types included under the disability categories of physical, health, and related low-incidence disabilities. The first objective of this assignment is to recognize the many disability types listed under the disability categories of physical, health, and related low-incidence disabilities. Students who have physical or health disabilities comprise one of the most diverse categories of learners in special education because of the wide range of needs included in this category. The specific characteristics of an individual who has a physical or health disability will depend on the specific impairment or disease, its severity, and individual factors. Two individuals with identical diagnoses may be quite different in terms of their capabilities. Individuals with physical disabilities may range from those with severe physical conditions resulting in an inability to talk, walk, point, or make any purposeful movement to those students with only some difficulty walking. Individuals with health disabilities may range from those with severe health problems forcing them to stay at home to those with a hidden disability such as a tumor. There are several low-incidence disabilities that can also include physical or health disabilities, such as traumatic brain injury, deaf blindness, and multiple disabilities. The term low-incidence refers generally to a disability that occurs infrequently. In fact, children who exhibit the three impairments listed above account for only about 2.5% of all students receiving special education. What places these students together for the purpose of this assignment is that they frequently share some dimension or aspect of physical or health disabilities. Learning Objective 9-2. Recognize the prevalence and incidence of these disability categories. Our second objective is to recognize the prevalence and incidence of these disability categories. Based on the United Cerebral Palsy Association, the Spina Bifida Association, 
the Epilepsy Foundation, the American Lung Association, and the U.S. Department of Education, we know that 764,000 children and adults in the United States have cerebral palsy and approximately 8,000 infants and 1,200 to 1,500 preschool-aged children are diagnosed each year. 45,000 children under the age of 15 develop epilepsy each year, and more than 3 million Americans are currently diagnosed with epilepsy. One of every 1,000 newborns in the United States are born with spina bifida. More than 6.2 million children under the age of 18 have asthma. Approximately 988,000 people have AIDS, with 9,100 of these being children under the age of 13. During the 2005-2006 school year, a total of over 781,000 school-aged children received services in the categories of orthopedic impairments, over 63,000, multiple disabilities, over 133,000, traumatic brain injury, over 23,000, and other health impairments, over 561,000. Learning Objective 9-3. Be able to list the individuals involved in the education process of students who have been diagnosed with physical, health, and related low-incidence disabilities. Our third objective is to understand the individuals involved in the education of students who have been diagnosed with physical, health, or related low-incidence disabilities. Advanced planning is necessary to determine what type of help a student needs and who will provide that help. Such teaching strategies include using alternate approaches for learning the writing process when alternate access keyboarding is slow, using special techniques for teaching nonverbal students phonics, utilizing a student's reliable means of response, and adapting assessment procedures. Chronically ill and terminally ill students must also be supported. The IEP team should determine the appropriate goals for a student with a physical or health disability. Young children with physical disabilities, health disabilities, or related low-incidence disabilities typically need a collaborative approach utilizing expertise from a variety of disciplines, professional staff, such as physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech-language pathologists, special education teachers, preschool teachers, adapted physical educational teachers, nurses, and physicians, as well as families, may be involved in the education of a young child with physical or health disabilities. Children with physical disabilities, multiple disabilities, and deaf blindness often show delays or little progress in motor development and may receive the services of a physical therapist and an occupational therapist. Teachers will often integrate some of the therapy goals and objectives into the preschool classroom. When students with physical disabilities have communication problems, early intervention programs emphasize communication because successful communication decreases frustration. Assistive technology, such as augmentative communication, combined with speech therapy, provides a means of communicating while growing in speech production. This type of assistance is meant to supplement speech, not to replace it. Three major issues in the field of physical disabilities, health disabilities, and related low-incidence disabilities are 1. 
assessing the capabilities and needs of students with severe physical disabilities, two, providing specialized technology, adaptations, and instructional strategies, and three, selecting appropriate curriculum. The first issue is the appropriate assessment of students with severe physical disabilities in terms of cognitive functioning and what the student has learned. The second issue involves the provision of specialized technology, adaptations, and instructional strategies. Barriers to obtaining and using necessary technology include funding issues, appropriate assessment, selection of devices, training to use the devices, and ongoing technical support. The third area to consider is curriculum. Some students with physical or health disabilities will be on an academic curriculum. Others will be on a more functional curriculum because of mental retardation. Placing students in inappropriate curriculums or teaching them less than they are capable of learning may be due to spread or the overgeneralization of a disability into unrelated areas, often resulting in stereotyping. It is important to interact with individuals with disabilities based on what they demonstrate rather than on unfounded assumptions. Learning Objective 9-4. Be able to discuss the importance of the use of assistive technology. Our fourth objective is to understand the importance of the use of assistive technologies and to review transitions from childhood to adulthood. A review of more than 100 studies indicated that at least 40% of children using augmentative communication devices increased their speech production. Children with physical disabilities, health disabilities, or related low-incidence disabilities will be participating in all or part of the preschool curriculum, and it is important that appropriate adaptations and modifications be in place. The special education teacher, with input from other members of the educational team, will assist in determining the appropriate modifications and assistive technology. The Individuals with Disabilities Act, IDEA, defines assistive technology as any item, piece of equipment, or product system, whether acquired commercially off the shelf, modified, or customized, that is used to increase, maintain, or improve functional capabilities of individuals with disabilities. IDEA defines assistive technology services as any service that directly assists a child with a disability in the selection, acquisition, and use of an assistive technology device. The term includes the evaluation of the needs of a child with a disability, including a functional evaluation of the child in the child's customary environment, purchasing, leasing, or otherwise providing for the acquisition of assistive technology devices by children with disabilities, selecting, designing, fitting, customizing, adapting, applying, retaining, repairing, or replacing assistive technology devices, coordinating use of other therapies, interventions, or services with assistive technology devices, such as those associated with existing education and rehabilitation plans and programs. Training or technical assistance for a child with a disability or, if appropriate, that child's family, and training or technical assistance for professionals, including individuals or rehabilitation services, 
employers, or other individuals who provide services to employ or are otherwise substantially involved in the major life functions of children with disabilities. Often students will require modification or assistive technology to access specific school subjects. For example, to make a computer accessible for writing, some students with cerebral palsy may need to use a larger keyboard with bigger keys than a standard keyboard. A student with a spinal cord injury, on the other hand, may not need a keyboard, but a voice recognition program in which the words appear on the screen as the student speaks into a microphone. Students may also be taught additional curricular areas, referred to as specialized expanded curriculum areas. Curricula in these areas pertain to the technology students will need and use, adaptations they will need for independent living, and health care they need because of their particular physical or health disability. Technology encountered in the school setting can be grouped into five major categories. Technology productivity tools, information technology, instructional technology, medical technology, and assistive technology. Most students, whether they have disabilities or not, will use technology productivity tools, information technology, and instructional technology. Types of assisted technology commonly used by students with physical disabilities include computer-assistive technology, augmentative communication, positioning and seating devices, mobility devices, assistive technology for daily living and environmental control, and assistive technology for recreation and leisure. Students may use alternate keyboards that are larger, smaller, or differently configured than the standard keyboard in order to accommodate their physical impairment. Some students may use an on-screen keyboard, that is, the keyboard is displayed on the computer screen. Some input devices do not use a keyboard at all. Several processing aids can increase the speed at which information is typed. One of the more common processing aids is a word prediction program. Augmentative communication refers to the various forms of communication that are used as a supplement or alternative to oral language, including communication behavior, sign language, picture symbols, alphabet, communications devices, and computer with synthetic speech. Teachers play a vital role in teaching students to use augmentative communication devices and supporting their use in all classroom activities. It is important that a teacher understand the forms of communication. To provide access to activities, curriculum, and assistive devices, it is imperative that the student with a physical or health disability has proper positioning and seating. Proper positioning and seating can be achieved through a wide range of special chairs and inserts that can go into a chair or wheelchair to achieve optimal positioning. Students with physical or health disabilities may use a wide range of mobility devices to move from one location to another. Manual wheelchairs, power wheelchairs, or walkers are some examples of mobility devices. Many other types of assistive technologies are available to help with daily living tasks. Personal care items, such as modified toothbrushes and hairbrushes, can help an individual with a physical disability who has restricted arm and hand motion or who cannot grasp well. 
Medical technology devices include battery-powered artificial limbs that are able to deliver medication. As students with physical disabilities, health disabilities, or related low-incidence disabilities transition into adulthood, they often face major decisions regarding college, employment, and independent living. Through the help of transition planning, legislation, technological advances, and options for support, more opportunities now exist for individuals with physical and health disabilities than ever before. A transition plan identifies goals specific to a student and is aimed at meeting a student's needs. Effective transition planning requires a joint effort between the family, the student, school personnel, and adult service providers. Technology has made more jobs than ever before accessible for individuals with physical and health disabilities. Many jobs today are computer-based, and individuals with severe physical or health disabilities can often work in these fields by adapting the computer to meet their specific needs. Some individuals with physical disabilities, health disabilities, or related low-incidence disabilities who are unable to work in a competitive employment model may benefit from supported employment or other employment models. A job coach provides on-the-job assistance to the person with a disability. Learning Objective 9-5. Understand how disability may impact the family. The fifth objective for this unit addresses how disability may impact the family. The success of these individuals will depend on the acceptance of their communities in addition to the provision of necessary accommodations and support. Families often feel the stress of juggling the demands of a child's disability. They must deal with ongoing medical treatments and uncertainties about a child's future health and independence. In addition, they must confront financial strains, lack of support systems, the effects of changes or disruptions in routine, and general feelings of exhaustion. Many factors contribute to a family's coping ability, including support from concerned others, positive family appraisal, spiritual support, advocacy, positive social interactions, education and information, parental involvement that enhances a sense of control, and consistency in the medical care of the child. A child may need help with basic tasks such as eating, toileting, and obtaining desired items. Some children will require regular medical treatments at home or at a clinic. Some families will provide lifetime care for a child with a severe physical or health disability. Learning Objective 9-6. Understand the needs of individuals with speech and language disabilities. Our last objective for this assignment is to become familiar with the needs of individuals with speech or language disabilities. It is important to note that the category of speech and language is a high-incidence disability. As noted in Chapter 10 of the textbook, many young and school-aged children are identified as having speech and language disabilities and receive speech and language therapy services. Though we recognize the critical role speech, language, and communication plays in the quality of life and opportunities for individuals in general, the incidence of speech and language difficulties decreases as children get older. In many cases, speech and language disabilities are present as a secondary disability. 
Primary disabilities, such as cerebral palsy or other muscular disabilities, could affect speech. The last section of this assignment will provide a brief overview of the characteristics and needs of individuals whose primary disability is speech or language. How well children understand and use language affects not only their ability to learn to read and write, but also the perceptions of peers, family members, teachers, and society at large. Because of the importance of language and communication skills in a child's life, even mild to moderate disorders or disturbances can have a profound effect on all aspects of life and sometimes isolate children from their peers and their educational environments. Because linguistic skills are so closely linked to academic performance, determinants of language abilities are of interest to all educators. Children are eligible for services if they have a communication disorder, such as stuttering, impaired articulation, language impairment, or voice impairment, which adversely affects the child's educational performance. There are more than 330,000 preschoolers who receive services in the speech and language impairment category under IDEA in the 2005-2006 school year. Communication disorders which include speech and language impairments, are a high-incidence disability. Approximately 20% of children receiving special education are receiving services for speech and language impairments. It is estimated that 1 in 10 persons in the United States has a speech and language disorder of some type. Speech and language disorders represent almost half of preschoolers receiving a special education, approximately 47% of all three four- and five-year-olds with a disability exhibit speech and language impairments. As you have learned in this and other assignments, assistive technology plays a critical role in assisting individuals by supporting their speech so that communication can be more independent and effective. Symbols, aids, strategies, and techniques used to enhance the communication process are commonly known as augmentative or alternative communication. This includes sign language and various communication boards, and both low-tech and high-tech devices that are used by individuals with impaired oral motor skills. Rapid technological change is a hallmark of contemporary society. Biomedical innovations and increasingly sophisticated interventions and assessment strategies should encourage individuals and families dealing with speech and language impairments, and promise continuing progress for professionals who work in the field. Children who benefit from alternative communication devices include children with autism spectrum disorders who are nonverbal, children with cerebral palsy, and students who have cognitive disabilities. This concludes the assignment.